Hey, welcome to another episode of Total R&B. And today I'm excited because I have someone here from Montreal who is a singer, who is a songwriter, who is a dancer, and who is my beautiful sister. Welcome to the show, Chanda Holmes. Hey, Chanda. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Lorena. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. And I would like to say I like this little hat you have on your head. So if that Thank disappears... You. You know, <laughs> I'm blocking you from anything closet in my home, just, mm-hmm. just so you know. She says that black people <laughs> really happens. So I'm so excited to be interviewing you today. I was nervous too, because it's, I don't know, it's always nerve wracking when you're like interviewing right. someone you actually know. Right. Yeah. It's going to be interesting, but I did want to have you on here because ever since I was a kid, I knew that you were a singer and I thought it was so cool. I always see you on stage performing, even um, as a dancer and everything. So I want the people to know who you are and what you do and get your opinion on some things. So my first question is, what is your first memory of R&B music? Ooh. Uh, my first memory of R&B music, I would have to say, uh, is from my mom. Mm-hmm. You know, she was she it was yeah, she was big into music. She'd always always play uh, R&B. So for me, I think my memory is uh, discovering Stevie Wonder. Ooh, yeah, the Harder Than July album, and listening to that, and just being like, wow, just amazed at, uh, just amazed and in awe of every single song. Uh, so yeah, I think that's my first memory. What other oh. like records did she play? Uh, she played the Manhattan. She played uh, Jocelyn Brown, Earth, Wind, and Fire, uh, Stevie Wonder, uh, mm-hmm. Smokey Robinson. Uh, and I, when I was five years old, I taught myself how to use her record player, which she wasn't at five. Of. Yeah. Wow. And she 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 wasn't impressed. <laughs> My grandfather was just like, "You're gonna get in trouble." And I was just like, ah. "I got in trouble." Wow, well, that's so funny though, because as children, you learn so quickly how to use things that like you're really interested in. Yes. So it's so funny to learn like a, an actual record player because it's not like how you you press play on something today and it just plays, right? Right it's a little bit more intricate than that. So that's right. dope. You learned that at five years old. Were you like scratching up her vinyl? No, I did that afterwards. Cause then she got me a Barbie record player. Oh, okay. Okay. So I guess she didn't want me to touch her stuff no more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, got this breakdancing record randomly. I saw it in the, in the record store and I was like, I want that one. And she was like, <laughs> that's what you want. I'm like, yeah. And so then I started trying to scratch and I used okay. the needle and that was the end of that Barbie record player. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, that is so yeah. cool. So then, so you grew a love for music just like your mom did. And yes. so how did you go from loving hearing the music to singing and then knowing like, hey, I, I have something here? Uh, well, I used to go to a day camp in the summertime called Malcolm X Day Camp. Uh, and we'd always play music from time to time and I would just sing along. And then one of the camp counselors heard me sing and was like, oh, sure, you could actually do a little something. And I was like, well, whatever. I just thought it was cool <laughs> that someone thought I did something cool because I felt like an awkward nerdy kid. Uh, and then I sang for one of our um, 
one of our events, we always have like a talent show mm-hmm. at the end, and I was able to sing for one of them. Oh, wow. That's how I, that's how my singing, I guess, started. <laughs> I miss then, those. Yeah. I feel yeah. like we don't have those anymore. Those talent shows. I agree. I'm not crazy. Like they don't exist no more. Like I never, I never hear no. about them. I don't hear about them either. And I would love to go and support. Just like I loved doing them. The because I, I excitement on stage. Yeah, because I think that's the way that we discover artists with those talent showcases or like yeah. talent shows in high school and different things like that, even in college. But I just yeah. I don't know. Because I first I thought like maybe because I'm disconnected, I haven't been in that circle. But then I'm like, I just I don't hear anything. Me neither. I don't hear anything either. Yeah. So I wonder out there if those things are still happening. <laughs> no, me too. But like speaking of that though, like mm-hmm. years later, you did Honey Jam which is yes. a big uh, showcase in Canada here for um, yes. women singers. And they do a bit of mentorship too. I know they have those we opportunities. They do, we do so, a lot of mentorship opportunities. How did that come about? Uh, so I got a random call one day and it was actually, a, it was funny, I took a trip to, a solo trip to Atlanta. And during my trip, I got a random call and, and uh, they asked if I wanted to be a part of it because they needed more, luckily they needed more artists. <laughs> Um, and they wanted someone, you know, out there from Montreal and they contacted me and I was super, super, super honored. Uh, it was a great experience to be a part of such a, a lovely group of women um, who are just trying to do what they love and, and to and to get to hear such, you know, uh, different styles too of, of music and that that is supported. I thought that that was amazing. That's so cool. So it was mm-hmm. just a random call. So maybe somebody spoke about you. And I love that. Yeah. I love that. Because you never know who's watching you and who's speaking about you. So I think that's so cool. And then how does that process go for Honey Jam? So uh, there were different events and different workshops leading up to it. Unfortunately, I was not able to attend them since I'm in Montreal and uh, all the events took place in Toronto. Um, But they definitely have a bunch of mentoring events. They have... Uh, different workshops that you can attend on the on the music industry. Uh, it's a great way to put yourself out there uh, to gain connections. And then you get to perform. But before that, one thing that I also love too is that you get to meet with a coach uh, just before. And she really helped us with our performance and just how to come across on stage. And she gave me a couple of tips that I still even use today and okay. how to convey the message in your song when you are performing uh, and then you perform and you get to uh, it, it, there's also a, a slightly like a contest element as well so they had um, a contest where you get to uh, give a trip to Barbados I did not win mm. unfortunately and I was like that's not fair my family's from it <laughs> <laughs> but it was still an amazing experience nonetheless yeah, I think that's cool that you still get that experience. You still have yeah. that like on your resume because I know in Canada, especially like within like soul and R&B music, like Honey Jam is like a big deal, right? It is. It yeah. is a big deal. So I think that's so cool. I was really happy when you told us that you were you were going to do that because that's something that I knew of. I heard of it. Never been right. to a Honey Jam, but I've heard of that like that brand for so long. Yeah. So I thought that was super cool. And again, like I also don't hear of those showcases. Like, no, you don't. 
And to know, you know, I'm I'm performing at the same event that, you know, someone like Anneli Furtado or Julie Black, who are also amazing Canadian artists, uh, mm-hmm. to be a part of that, you know, class of people, I think is amazing. Yeah, I think it's cool. I'm happy that they're still going and they're still doing that. Yeah. Because I think uh, sometimes here, I don't know why in Canada, like something would start, maybe there's not enough support or not, not enough money. And it kind of right. just fades away. But Honey Jam has been here for like a very long time. And yes. like you said, there's like really good, like staple names that came from that. So yes. super, super dope. Um, super dope. So with the singing, like you did, talent shows and stuff like that. So how did it go to a more professional route for you? Um, It's something that I've always wanted to do, but I think I, being in Quebec and being an English artist, I didn't necessarily know how to go about doing that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And luckily I have to really thank Leah McFly. um, Shout out to Leah. Shout out to Leah, who is also an amazing dancer, creative herself. Mm -hmm. Uh, She started um, a party called Chocolate Jungle. Mm-hmm. And it's basically, with Chocolate Jungle, it's all 90s music, which is great. And she wanted to include a performance element. And uh, she had asked if I wanted to do a, be a part of it. And we did Don't Walk Away by Jade. Okay. And yeah, uh, yeah. so through that, the, the person that was DJing that party was uh, DJ Majess, mm-hmm. who has done different things in the music industry. And he liked my voice. And we started working together. And that's how I started to, I guess, create uh, my own music professionally. Um, I've always, you know, written stuff and I've sung in different shows, you know, wherever anyone will have me. Um, <laughs> but it's really through, uh, thanks to Leah and thanks to DJ Majess, uh, being able to actually record songs and uh, put myself out there. And that, yeah. that's what also allowed me to, you know, get that opportunity for Honey Jam. So I'm just really grateful for those people. That's really good. Yeah, because Majess is very well known. He's kind of like an OG here in Montreal. Yeah, he is. A lot of people know him, but that's great that he went, he saw your talent and then he reached out and then he helped you. So how was that experience overall working with him and creating music? It was a really eye-opener for me because as I said, it's, I wanted to get in, didn't know how to. I had a couple of you know false starts along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing that's great about Majess is that he really uh, teaches you everything. Any type of knowledge or information that he has, he's willing to share with you. And so I really learned how to you know record because it's not something that, you know, I, I knew about. Mm-hmm. Uh, so even just how to make things sound more rounded, more full, uh, just different intonation and how I actually, you know, sing. Um, but he really, really helped and championed me to really, you know, get get out there. Okay. And so, then yeah. when you made this music with him, like, how did you find, like, or just as an artist in general, yeah. how do you find, like, making music and then receiving that with, support from like different DJs or even radio here in Montreal? Is that something that's like non-existent? It happens, but not a lot. (laughs) Uh, I think it's definitely harder for English uh, Mm -hmm. Canadian artists here in in Montreal and Quebec. Uh, There is a big focus on French, uh, but not necessarily English. So getting radio play, that was next to no. I mean, I saw him play on the radio once and I thought that was awful. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) It was a super super great moment, but I find that it's definitely hard to really get out there as an English artist. I mean, if I had taken my song 
the song Catch My Groove that I did with Majess or reminded of you and maybe, you know, did like our French version that might have helped, but that's not something and not that I don't love my lovely Quebec people. No, but it's not something that I think I would have been able to really do justice at that time. Mm-hmm. So we definitely found it difficult, but we did get a lot of support too from um, DJs in Toronto, which is great. Uh, so our songs were played uh, on the radio in Toronto, which I thought was amazing. It did allow us to have other opportunities to perform in Montreal uh, and to perform in Ontario. That's dope. And how did yeah. that feel when you like heard that your song is being played like in Montreal and somewhere else in a different province in the city of Toronto? How was that feeling? It's all surreal. It's really cool because I think, you know, when, when you're doing it or when, you know, when I'm creating it, I'm not necessarily thinking that, you know, hope other people like it, but, mm-hmm. you know, selfishly, I am doing it for myself. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's part of what fills my cup. So to know that other people like it or listening to it and it's being played, I think is amazing. Because my goal, I think, in life is to touch people and get people from point wherever to point wherever. And so if my music can do that, I think that's awesome. Okay. So we do know that, you know, people have been watching you. People have been putting things out there that helped you get different opportunities. So if you were able to maybe open up for like any artist, it could be a Canadian artist, it could be international, UK, US, whatever. Yeah. What artist would you want to open up for and go on tour with? It's not even a one show date. This is like you're going on tour with them. Going on multiple tour dates? Ooh. Yeah. Uh, I would have to say the brand new heavies. Mm. I know that might not seem like a, a choice that many people, I know many people take, I want to go Stevie Wonder or this or that. Mm-hmm. But uh, the brand new heavies is a band that really uh, has influenced me throughout the years. And so I would love to go on tour with uh, with a band like that. Or Mint Condition. That's another mm. band I love too. See, the brand new heavies I've never heard of, so I have to check it out after this interview. Definitely. You're going to put me on to something new. (laughs) I do know them, so I think that would be dope, too, because they have classics, like crazy. Pretty brown eyes. I love, 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 love Mint Condition and that Minneapolis sound, so Mm -hmm. uh, I would love to go on tour with them and open up for them. But I want to open up for whoever. (laughs) So put it out there. There's no limitations. But if those two do come around, hey, give Chanda a call ASAP. Please She's do. Available. Please do. I think you can learn from anyone, you know. So going on tour with whoever is willing to take you on, of course, everything's got to be right. Contracts mm-hmm. got to be right. But um, you can learn. I, I, I know that whoever I would tour with, I'd learn so much from. Okay. And so now going a bit further down, we have Chanda and the Passengers. Yes. So how did that come together? Ha! Um, that's funny. A year before we met, I had done like a vision board. Uh, and I put on there that I'm part of a whatever the heck we want to sing band. Okay. Uh, and then a year later, I was scrolling through um, Craigslist, you know, looking yeah. for opportunities and stuff. I was bored at work one day. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I came across this guy saying he wanted to jam. And he uh, had some SoundCloud links to some of the songs, and I thought they were pretty cool. So I was like, hey, I'm a singer. I would like to join. 
or I like to, you know, to jam. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah, okay, we're going to have a bunch of people where we're going to jam at this time. And it was at this guy's house. And I told my friend, like, hey, I'm going here. If you don't hear from me in 20 minutes, please call the cops. Because uh, <laughs> it was a random person's home. No, I was really going to ask that because that's so random. And you never know who yeah. these people are that are posting these things on those sites. So, yeah, that was a question exactly. I was going to ask. Okay. Yes. So I showed up at this jam session and I got to meet these lovely people and we formed a band, Chan and the Passengers. So thanks to Craigslist, they brought <laughs> us together. And uh, what's amazing is that uh, most of them like their own music. Mm-hmm. They uh, played in different bands before. They're from different countries. So you're bringing all these influences together under the love of uh, funk and R&B which I think is amazing. And they're they're a great bunch of guys. And I'm the only gal. Which I thought that was pretty cool as well, um, you being the lead singer. But definitely like Montreal or anybody coming to Montreal, if you do get yeah. a chance to see Chanda and the Passengers, I'm not saying this because she is my sister. I am saying this genuinely because you guys are a great band. Like the musician, musicians in the band are really, really, really great. Like I love listening to them. So, Thank you. Yeah, they are super, super talented. Uh, and there's no ego. We just love music. And, yeah, and everybody seems so chill. So chill. That's what it, it, everybody just seems chill. Like, okay, I'm here for my gig. Let me set up yeah. and like do my thing. Yeah. And that's it. And then we rock the stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I love watching you guys. I love hearing the music that you guys form. Thank you. So, yeah, no, I really love how this I didn't even know it came together through Craigslist, so it's even a better story when you hear it. Had no clue. It's not full of creeps and stuff, you know. You can sometimes find some good stuff on Craigslist, like a band. So crazy, <laughs> but it goes to show you, like what's meant for you is meant for you. Right. You know, you were just searching, but that is where your next, you know, chapter was. Yes, on Craigslist. On Craigslist, who knew? So, so then, so what are you guys working on now? Are you guys coming out with music or are you performing? Like what's happening? Well, yes. well uh, the pandemic kind of stopped the whole performance piece. And, uh, mm-hmm. and that's the part that I really love to do. Uh, but we've already been uh, in the process of recording our EP. We got two songs mm-hmm. down and got a couple of more to go. They're all written. We just got to record them, um, mm-hmm. but we got two already that will be releasing uh, early 2022. And around how many tracks will be on the EP? Do you know yet, or it's just yes. okay. so there'll be five tracks on the EP? Okay, maybe one more, but we're going for five. Um, it's a nice number. Mm-hmm. Uh, we said we got two down, and I'm super super stoked. I can't wait to to release them. They're in the process of being mixed mm-hmm. uh, right now by this lovely engineer. Um, for breeds, so we're excited. And what about is there going to be any like Chanda Holmes solo music? Because I've <laughs> yeah. some music in the past never came out, don't know what happened to it. Super excited for it. So, well, I know. I, yeah. yes, definitely. Uh, focus on myself as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had already recorded a track, uh, early this year. Okay. So that's going to be coming out next year as well. I won't be releasing a full album, but just a couple of singles will be released next year. Um, okay. I so really want to focus on Chanda. Out, like different things. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's really want to focus on Chanda and the passengers. I really like what we have. It's it's definitely 
uh, our music is definitely it's 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 different but reminiscent mm-hmm. of uh, the songs of the past or the t- you know that that soulful music that you love. So really trying to focus on that because I think we got a we got a good thing. I think so too. I still want to hear solo music, but I do said I love Chanda and the Passengers. I do. And this is why I love you, <laughs> Thank you. But yeah, definitely some singles will be coming out in 2022 that I already recorded. Uh, Got to put some finishing touches on them, um, but really focusing on that uh, Chanda and the Passengers. Okay. And so I know you guys do a lot of, well, before the, you know, Corona happened, you were doing a lot of uh, live shows. So will there ever be maybe like a mini like tour happening? Uh, that's definitely something that we want to do. We really want to focus on on different festivals. We like that festival life. Um, a mini tour, not sure about that yet, to be honest, but we're still going to be performing everywhere we can um, okay. and performing more often, uh, get back on track, just like we did before the pandemic. Okay, so you guys yeah. are still getting back into the groove of things as things mm-hmm. are really opening yeah. back up. Have you ever definitely. did a tour before? No, I've never done. You a never tour. did a tour. I've never done a tour. No. Wow. No. So that would be exciting. That would definitely be exciting. For some reason, I thought you did a tour before, like a like a mini mm-hmm. tour in Quebec. No, nope. not a mini tour. Just performing wherever. Just making sure that we had dates solidified so that we can just really put our ourselves out there. That was more so our focus before the pandemic. Just performing wherever so that we could make sure to you know, build up momentum and get our name out there. And now our focus is on all that music that we performed. Uh, so it was a great uh, testing, mm-hmm. <laughs> raising all of our shows as like, you know, a little guinea pig to see, you know, what's hitting, what's not, what people love, what people are looking for from us and also what we're looking for for ourselves. Okay. Uh, so we use that time to do that. And now we are reporting all that stuff so we can release it. So we're just really focusing on that right now. Okay. So yeah, I'm excited for everything that's happening in 2022 with Thank the you. group as well as solo. So, you know, I'm going to keep an eye out. Make, I need that. Making sure things are getting done. Um, but I also wanted to ask too, like when it comes to mm-hmm. Canadian, especially with R&B artists, like what are some things that you would like to see happen? Because I feel like we have so many talented artists but no one really knows that they exist. Yes, I find that Montreal uh, has an immense pool, an Olympic-sized pool of talent. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right; you don't necessarily get to hear about them. You know, they don't necessarily get that push and promotion and marketing as other artists do. And especially in Montreal, if you're an English artist, as I said, it, it's harder to get out there in your own city, which mm-hmm. you know, kind of, it kind of sucks. You know, um, but what I would love to see is uh, those wonderful artists that I've definitely seen in in Montreal. Whether whether it is uh, Nora Toussaint, whether it is you know Freddie V, whether it whether it's um, uh, my good friend Preach. Like I, I would love to see them out there on a larger scale. And not to say that these people are not doing it already; they are. Um, but I would love for them to have that that international notoriety that a lot of other artists that come out of maybe different provinces do. Also, I think some of the other provinces had help in terms of having that radio play, having radio stations that really focus on uh, R&B, 
uh, or uh, a lot of homegrown support where I, I don't necessarily feel that all artists here in Montreal get that. So that's what I would really like to see. I'm not saying that it's not happening. I think things are slowly changing. And also with having podcasts such as yours, because you are definitely in our corner and supporting us. Thank you. Uh, we have more things like that. Uh, and also with that shift of people paying more attention to what's going on on the World Wide Web than necessarily uh, what's playing on the radio and on TV, uh, that'll help us as well. No, I definitely, yeah, I definitely agree. I think more people are trying to figure out a way to help um, the Canadian artists, especially in the R&B genre, because I just feel like we have so much talent, whether it's Montreal or Toronto, or maybe even in Vancouver. But I just, it's only through this podcast where I'm like really discovering a lot of artists. And when I listen to their music, I'm just like, oh my God. Oh my gosh. I know. What is happening? And it's great is that we all sound different. None of us sound alike. We're not yeah. trying to be. We're not trying to sound like what is what is, you know, mainstream. Mm-hmm. We're really trying to put forth quality music. And it's it's really reminiscent to me of like the UK scene where yeah. they just really focus on quality R and B, quality music. That's what I like. I Everybody, I always say like Canada has like the best singers, especially the ones who like really make it big. We don't really have anybody where we're kind of like, mm, we don't really want to claim this person. <laughs> you know, we don't, that is have, so true. we don't have that. Like I look at all the singers, like I look at Tamia, I look at Deborah Cox, I look at Julie Black and they're all like powerhouse. Like they can really, really, really sing. Like you want to see them perform live. Like you want mm-hmm. to hear their albums and stuff like that. We have so much talent so i and really back it up when they perform live because you know there are times where you might oh my gosh this artist sounds so amazing and then you see them live and you're like oh mm-hmm. yeah. okay yeah. <laughs> it wasn't they weren't giving what they were supposed to get basically the no. math wasn't mathing no it wasn't mathing. So, one plus was, one equal 3.5 there's a lot of studio <laughs> studio magic happening oh yes <laughs> definitely so when I, and, and um, I was also part of, where's the land? Part of Community, the Community Black yes. Collective, which I mean, many wonderful artists have come out of, out of Community and just to that talent, that pool of talent mm-hmm. and the musicianship, totally on another level. So I'm really glad also to see some of those artists in Community releasing music and uh, really finally, you know, getting, getting their just due or getting there. Yeah. No, definitely. I want to see more, especially from this province. Um, So I would love to see that. But I know a lot of people, like, I listen to different panels and different interviews Mm -hmm. that are happening. So I know, especially in Toronto, a lot of people are finding different ways to um, help support their artists and uplift them and connect them with people and stuff like that. So I think that's really great. Um, I hope that happens here as well, um, because I feel like there's a big disconnect, especially between French and English, or just yes. people within their, their own communities not really uplifting one another. So. Yeah. And we have a bunch of little pocket communities. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I would love to see is that that more support, you know, all around, even um, between artists. I'm not, and as I said, it does happen from time to time, but I think I would just love to see a bit um, more of that, yeah. you know, 
Yeah. And I would also like to see us have more, um, more places, like more media places where we can actually see our talent perform. Yes. Because I think that would be great too. Like they took away like Music Plus, even though I don't know that much of what they were doing before the, right. the whole thing happened. But I don't feel like there's many outlets for musicians to perform here. So I think there is a opening, a slot, if anybody's thinking of, you know, trying to do something to solve a problem. I think (laughs) having like somewhere where artists can come and perform and then get that out there to the masses, whether it's on YouTube or whatever, I think that would be super cool too, so. We do have some little spots here in Montreal that definitely uh, have a place for artists. So, I mean, one place that we play, we used to play a lot with Les Calier, which is mm-hmm. one of my favorite spots to uh, to play. Okay. Uh, very small, it's very small to put seven people on that cramp stage, but <laughs> the energy was amazing. And now, I mean, there is La Petite Marche as well. We perform a lot there too. Mm-hmm. And I know they're really trying to make sure to have a place for musicians. Uh, of all kinds. So whether you do R&B, whether, you know, whatever genre you do, you kind of got a place there, but you're right. Um, There are definitely not as many live uh, spots as there used to be when I, even when I, you know, when I was starting. And um, at Steve's Music, there is a guy named Diego who uh, has been a part of the live scene since the 70s. And even for himself, yeah, he would tell all these amazing stories about all these, you know, places that would uh, have live music. Like you can, mm-hmm. you can live, you know, hop instead of bar hop. You can yeah. have a live um, music hop. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's something that we don't even have now, and I think that's no. such a shame. Yeah. So no, I'd that would be that. that would be super dope, especially in the summertime. Could you imagine? Ooh, yes. That would be amazing. But I was even saying on the scale of like television wise and stuff like that, like we don't have those those outlets anymore. Like I know like in the U.S., of course, they're starting to have more shows where people can come on and, you know, perform on late night television or daytime talk shows and stuff like that. But I feel like in Canada, that is something that we're still missing. We don't have um, a lot of places like me being a publicist, like. I'm trying to think of like, where would I pitch Chanda and the Passengers to perform their latest single off of their EP? There's not that many, you know, options that we have. No, no, there isn't. And there isn't, but I think here's the thing, there's there's a shift happening. And, you know, with having, as I said, podcasters such as yourselves, like we gotta also in a sense move with the times and there are opportunities that we can grab um, and we just have to make it for ourselves. So a lot of people are using Twitch to Mm -hmm. perform and get themselves out there. Uh, So sometimes we just have to change our outlook. Like you're right, I would love for there to be, you know, more events on on television for us to really showcase our talent as Canadian artists, Mm -hmm. Um, but they're not gonna do it. So we have to do it ourselves. That's very true. (laughs) And just as Toronto did back in the day with the radio station that they had and just the the artists, say like in the in the 90s and 2000s that really came together and really pushed themselves out there we just need, mm-hmm. we need to do the same we do unfortunately it's, it's a and it's a lot of hard work because as an artist you just want to create yes uh, but it's a business too so you you really have to focus on that and, and kind of be your own pr your own manager your own motivational speaker uh <laughs> your own assistant <laughs> makeup artist stylist. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know how hard it is? I'm in a band of seven. We're a band of seven. I'm the only girl. And I have to, like, the makeup. I got to do the myself, finding the wardrobe. Like, they can just roll. The hair, everything. Like, roll on the stage. I'm like, I want to roll on the stage like that, too. Just make sure they have on a clean pair of pants and shirt and they're good. As long as it looks clean. I can't even do that. I have to think of what is the concept? What is the look that I want for this shirt? What do I want <laughs> my hair to look like? I got to wash my hair. And I got to, oh, my God, I got to wash my hair. I got to coordinate hair day. There's so much that goes that goes into it. Um, but I digress. But I still love it. No, but that's true. So I do want to ask you, too. So, like, what is your ultimate goal as a music artist? My ultimate goal as a music artist is to, which is also my goal in, in life, is just to help people get from point wherever to point wherever. So whether mm -hmm. it's A to Z, A to B, D to E. Okay. Uh, I want to make sure I do that through um, music. So I've always wanted to make music that that gets people going, that touches you in some kind of way, because uh, that's the music that I love. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's what music has done for me. You know, uh, music has definitely whew, gotten me through things. It has uh, taught me so much in life, but, you know, part of an education, I really want to see you wanted to be like an uncle. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted Shaka Khan to be my auntie. Um, did you see the verses with her and Stephanie Mills? I did. I did see it. I did. Uh, I think my thoughts. Here's my here. Here's how I feel about that. Shaka Khan has been around for a long time. I saw mm -hmm. Stephanie Mills, and mm -hmm. they have done so much for us um, as listeners, as fans, as appreciators of their music. That honestly. Shaka Khan can come on and not sing a single word if she don't want to. If she wanted to just sit there on that stage and do a little, her little hip shimmy. A little shimmy. Yeah. <laughs> she has every right to. She has given us so much. She has given yeah. so much. So whatever you want to do, you do. Um, and yeah, and I get it. It's it's a versus. So you want that opportunity to see them act, you know, perform and, and hear the songs as you would and, and see perfection. Mm -hmm. But we are not perfect. No one is. So I was just grateful at the end of it to that, you know, that opportunity was there for them. And then I got to hear some of the songs that I love and, and Stephanie Mills, she worked it. <laughs> Trust me. That's when you see like through artistship, like that's, that's why I love watching like the older generation because that's yeah. when you see like artist development and all those things like even Shaka wasn't on her like a game that night but you still saw something different than what you would see with a newer artist you know so She's still getting notes that many people can't hit on a good day so I have nothing nothing to say but thank you I, that's all I would say to that is that you know we thank her for everything that mm -hmm. she's done she can do whatever she wants at the end of the day um they've given us so much yeah, but like you said, they're they're people. So I, I there, there's a page that I follow um, on Instagram, and he has like mm. all the tea on like the older singers and stuff right. like that. So he was basically saying like she is going through something with like her family. She's the one that takes care of everybody. Yes. It becomes a lot. So she does have that battle with substance abuse and, and alcohol, whatever. But so she was just going through something during that time. So the best thing that we can do is just you know send her love. You know, pray for her, all those good things. Because I did see her during the pandemic. I think it was, um, it was like a month before. She had a, she, there was 
online a month before and she looked and sounded amazing. Yeah, she did uh, for Black Girls Rock. I think she was um, being um, honored honored for something, but yeah. she sang. She sang like a whole heap of songs and it was amazing. It was amazing, definitely. And she wrote, she wrote her autobiography and I, I recommend any and everyone read it. It was uh, mm. very, very interesting. I learned so much, didn't know at the time that she played the drums and I'm a drummer at heart. Wow. Yeah, but I can do a little something, but that's it. Um, but her, her life story is wild and I, I recommend any and everyone read it. Definitely. So yeah, I'm going to put that probably on my page too, because I love reading those um, autobiographies or even the movies that come out sometimes, depending on who did the movie, if the artist was involved. But I really do love taking in those things. So um, definitely send me the name and I am going to mm -hmm. post that as well, because I think that's great. So I want to make sure that we stay on time. Okay. So we are going to get into some R&B trivia. Ooh, I'm so bad at trivia. Are you serious? I go blank, I go blank when after your question, I'm like, I will know it minutes later. But then at the time, I freeze, but I'm going to try. And, uh, I'm sorry. I said, I'll try. In my head, I'm like, she's going to kill this. This is going to be great. <laughs> oh, God, the pressure, the pressure. Okay. No pressure. I'll so, well, but I'll do my best. Okay, good. So we'll see. Question number one. Okay, so Mary J. Blige was a background singer for which two artists? Uh, she did background for Father MC. Mm-hmm. And there was, there's one more. There's another one? Yeah, he's kind of the one who discovered her. Uh, I don't know who. No? Okay, so um, it is actually Jeff Red. Yeah, so Jeff Red uh, worked uh, at the same place as her stepfather. The stepfather gave him the demo, uh, and he's the one that gave it to Uptown Records, and then right. also had Mary sing background for him. Right. See, I knew every other part of that story. You could ask, like, <laughs> how did it happen? How did she get the demo? I could answer that question. But, <laughs> no, go ahead. <laughs> but see, the good thing is you're learning something new. I am. Yeah, yeah I so. Am. A lot of times they do only mention Father MC when they do yeah. like those those you know biography things on Mary, but Jeff read also, so she sang background for him. So okay, so question two: Name the three letter group that Gerald Levert was a part of. That's TGT. Oh, that's Tyrone. No, oh shoot, no LS LSG. Sorry, I knew it was a G. <laughs> it's not like a drug. It's a drug name. <laughs> Yes, that's right. LSG. Oh, that's true. The other one, that one was Tank. And yeah, Tank, Genuine, and Tyrese. And Ty Tyrese. Yeah. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. LSG. Okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Third question. What is the name of Mariah Carey's first single? Vision of Love. <gasps> yes. Let me tell you, no one gets this answer <laughs> correct. So I'm so happy. <laughs> what? For right. real? Yeah, everybody like goes automatically to like the Butterfly album. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. But that is I correct. Have, my mom had the cassette. 
There we go. Okay, so the fourth question, according to TLC, where do scrubs sit? I don't want no scrubs. Scrubs together can't get no love from me. Hanging with the passenger side of his best friend's ride. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> the passenger side of his best friend's ride. Yes. That's it. <laughs> I really am sorry. I still like, and then the bad part is pages. The no pages was answering. I was like, oh, oh the <laughs> See, but you're doing good. You're getting all of these questions. Okay, cool. You're getting all of them. See, I'm you're doing better. Than you. inside. So I'm like, I want to get this right. Okay. So this one, too, it's another good one. Okay. What are the names of all three of Aliyah's albums? Oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> uh, the It's jacked up because, like, I see the covers. So she has the one she's posting like this. That was Aaliyah. Okay, so that's one back, album. There's Aaliyah. There's a back and is it back and forth? No. Um, and then there's the one with the red cover. Can I just that's describe the Aaliyah the album? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, there's the red cover one. That was the last one. There's the one where she's got the hat and she's posing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> back. Back, what's that the word back in in it? I know the song back and forth. Is- yeah, that was a that was a song on that album. I know. I don't I'm bad at that. See, I'm bad at names. I'm bad at names. I'm telling okay. you right now. I'm the person that's like, you know, the song or the movie with the guy who had the thing. That that's me. That's not even a good description. <laughs> Okay, so the name of all her three albums. So there was Aliyah, which is the last one, the red album. Right, the red. Then the second album was One in a Million. Oh, right. She always names them after her singles. And then the first one is Age Ain't Nothing But a Number. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and I have all of them. And like, oh, my gosh. And you have them? I Chanda. have all of them. <laughs> I told you, I'm bad at names. Like, names... I'm, Okay. Tell you songs that were on though. Like, all right, sorry. Okay. Like, oh, I got two wrong. I'm doing all right. Okay. Now it gets a little bit more difficult. I'm sorry. Gumdrops. All right. <laughs> so Janet Jackson recorded the Grammy winning song, The Best Things in Life Are Free, with mm-hmm. what male R and B singer? Uh, was that Luther? Ding ding ding. Yes. You got it. <laughs> Whew, I'm coming back. I'm coming back. Okay, so this is the last one. Okay. And it is a tricky one. Okay. Faith Evans yes. sang background yes. on which Usher song? Is it Think of You, uh, uh-huh. Superstar, uh-huh. You Don't Have to Call, or Climax? I want to say think of you because she did background for a lot. She did a lot of background on that album, actually. His first, first, first album. Not the one that everyone thinks is his first album. Yeah, the one that that Puff did. Yes, which still slaps today. Uh, I'm going to go with think of you. No, it is Superstar. 
Really? Yeah. But she did background. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, okay. But you did say specific songs. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, fine. Yeah. I'm so, gonna look this up now. I feel like I wanna, I feel like I wanna contest this, but um, I feel like you know your answers. Okay. <laughs> Excuse us. She wrote, she probably wrote a lot of songs off on the first album because she's a writer too. She wrote for a lot of artists. But no, Think of You was written by Donnell Jones. So he's on that song. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right, fine. But I know she did back down on that album. I still feel that you're going to probably message me and be like, Faith Evans is the hair. She's not Think of You. I'm telling you. It's Donnell Jones. Okay. But I do. Okay. I'm not going to dispute you because, I mean, you know things. You know a lot of stuff. You know music. So. (laughs) So you got 4.5 out of 7. That is your score. All right. Jeez. Okay. So when you come back on later on when this EP comes out, we'll have, you know, we'll change that. Yeah, we'll do a rematch challenge again. We'll okay. have some different questions. Okay. Can I can I ask you questions then too? Can I? <laughs> I'm the host. <laughs> You're the okay. guest. So okay. we challenge the guest. Okay. Okay, fine. If I change up my whole program, I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. Okay, so Chanda. Please let everybody know where they can keep up with you, where they can keep up with Chanda and the Passengers, so that they know when everything is coming out. Great. So whether you're on, I guess, Instagram, Facebook, you can reach us at Chanda and the Passengers. Uh, Chanda with a C. There's no R in my name. <laughs> and then for me, you can find me on all platforms on Chanda T. Homes, which is Chanda T. Homes. That's where you're finding me. Perfect. So I want to thank you so much, Tanda, for taking your, you know, some time out in your day to speak with me on my podcast. I appreciate it. You're doing such a great, a great thing, such a great job. And thank you so much. I'm not saying this just as your sister, but just what I think what you're doing is amazing. Uh, And just really, you know, taking a stand and being a support for us uh, Canadian artists, R&B artists, especially R&B, because there's so much focus, too, on on hip hop. Yeah. On rap. So to have someone focus on actual R&B is, is amazing. So thank you. And then as your sister, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> thank you so much. So that's the goal. I, I just want people to discover what's happening here. Um, a lot of people know the hip hop artists. A lot of people, of course, know like folk and rock because that is a big deal here in Canada. But we have some amazing R&B artists here. So even though I do sometimes interview some American artists, I do want to really focus and give priority to the Canadian artists because you. you guys have so much that you're offering. You guys work really hard. Everybody is like not following each other. Like you said, everybody is unique and individually doing their own thing. So I'm happy that people are discovering people through this uh, podcast, even though we just started. So this so far has been a great experience. So everybody, please follow Chanda and support her, support her band, Chanda and the Passengers. A new music is coming out in 2022. Some more um, spot dates, hopefully a tour. 
things are happening. So definitely follow. And thank you, everyone who listens. Please uh, subscribe and like. Follow me on Instagram at Luna.xo. That's two E's in there. And we will see you in two weeks.